Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for a week. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand, to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like, a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh-huh. I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So, fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. Do you remember in the Never Let Him Go where I I saw the word Greenwich, but I said Greenwich out loud and I was like, I'm never going to not think about it. The other day I was walking down the street with Mike and I just fell and he was walking and he didn't know it. Like I didn't make a sound. Like I just like, I was wearing boots and there was uneven ground and Uh I just like went down. Like I just fell and he was walking and he like turns to look at me and like, I'm not there. Uh So now there's another thing that I'm just thinking about. It's Greenwich and then like the feeling of just like submitting to falling on the sidewalk. I was just like, well, there she goes. This is it. I am on the sidewalk now. Like that's totally it. Broke the fall with my wrist. Oh which my God. you're not ever supposed to do. I just, like, uneven concrete, down she goes. You want another moment to shine? Yeah. Jillian <laughs> Pensavale. Patrick Hines. Final up. Before we get into the episode, look, we got a lot. We we spoke too soon at the end of the episode last yes. week when we said there were no updates in the Piketon family yeah. murders case. So we got a lot of very nice emails and messages from some of you saying that, no, 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 there, there are updates. So right. I looked it up. So okay. here's where we are. December 2022, a jury convicted George Billy Wagner for the murders of all <gasps> eight victims. Oh. He was also convicted of conspiracy and tampering with evidence. Jake, the young, the younger one who was the dad of the young child. Yes, yes, yes. Where was like the custody battle situation. He struck a plea deal and agreed to life in prison without parole and Angela Wagner pleaded guilty to a role in helping plan the killings in exchange for a 30-year sentence. Oh my God. So those are the updates in the case. Wow. I know. Oh my, that is like, that story is unbelievable. It really is. Eight people, four different murder scenes. All like on the property. I know. That's like definitely a case that'll stick with you. That is terrifying. And thank you for reaching out to us nicely to let us know. They were like, um, girl, you guys are usually good about knowing these things. Hey, Ohio. There are so many of you in the inbox. I know. Hey, girl. And Steve is from Ohio, and he's like, of course they're nice. They're from Ohio. People from Ohio are nice. (laughs) Well, sorry about that. I don't know how that one got by us, but here we are. I know. We were both pretty confident that there were no updates. We were wrong. You know what I think I did? We stand corrected. Stupidly. I just, I put the year 2023 in the search. Oh. You know? Because that came, that doc came out like a couple of years ago. I should have, I should have just, dumb. It's okay. You know what? You are forgiven. People make mistakes. We're going to move on. 
We're going to move on. Okay, let's move on. Tell them what we're talking about today. Uh, Joshy Manx is here. We yeah. are doing uh, Dateline Dead of Night, season 29, episode 5. It was the dead of night, and she ran as fast as she could. Frightened, panicked, wearing next to nothing, she climbed over the iron gate, pounded on the door, and begged for help. Who was this woman? What or who was she running from? And would she make it out alive? Oh, fam, we open in Monrovia, California. We're told it's a quaint, family-friendly city nestled in the foothills of the rugged San Gabriel Mountains, one of the many suburbs of Los Angeles. Yeah, unfortunately, we start with a story about a woman running through the streets. She does not have a lot of clothes on. She's knocking yeah. on doors. She's begging for help. It is sad and terrifying. Imagine, like, you're fighting for your life that you're like, I don't even care that I'm not wearing clothes. Like, that's how desperate you are for help. It's so we sad. We are going to learn, like, I'm going to say it now because it was so horrifying to learn this. The man who is abusing these women keeps them naked yeah. so that when he beats them they won't go out so that like they don't do this can you um, evil. Um, um, evil 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 is the only word evil well, we learned that this Monrovia, California place was the ideal landing spot for 31-year-old LaJoya McCoy. And we learned that she worked very hard to like get to where she is in her life. Yeah, she was raised by a single mom. She was the first one in her family to go to college. Yeah. We're here with her aunt and uncle, David and Alicia. I got to talk about these two yeah. for a second. I, yeah. got, I need a minute. Sure. Aunt Alicia seems amazing. Yes. Uncle David... He is the biological uncle. Okay. And he just seems like the kind of guy who everyone counts on. He's yes. a dependable one. He'll drop anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. I love, we're going to meet LaJoya's sister, yeah. Brianna. We meet so many people and this this seems like an amazing family. Yes. We don't get that that often where everybody's awesome. Yeah. And it helps that LaJoya was also awesome. Uh, correct. Right? Because she just surrounded herself with like-minded, awesome people. Yes. Is that a phrase? Yeah. So LaJoya, like, she always had her eye on the prize. She knew what she wanted, and education was the, the, her very top thing. For LaJoya, education was a gift to share with others, like her younger sister, Brianna. Growing up poor, although it didn't feel like it sometimes, she just wanted better for herself and for the rest of us. Brianna also says, we grew up poor, but we didn't always feel like it. And mm-hmm. that is my experience, too. Like, right. well, I said in the last episode, we used to have nuns bring us food sometimes because we were so poor. Yeah. The nuns once brought us a washer and dryer. That's how poor we were. The nuns used to go to my mom's house and drink with her father. <laughs> My D- different stories. Sister Mary Clarence, get in here. Sister We're having a cocktail. Get in here. I will follow him. <laughs> follow him wherever he may go. Keep me away. Please. Away from his love. Like, I can watch that movie every day. I know. It's, it's that's, that's I love a, him. That's a, I love him. I love him. It's a film called Sister Act. Yeah, I mean, holy shit. The nuns were awesome, but the point is. Brianna is saying that LaJoya wanted everybody to have a better life than they actually had, and she was really, really, like, cared about people. Right. Hey, girl, guess what? What? Holy anchovies. (laughs) Our favorite vitamin company, Ritual, has saved 1.4 billion fish by using a vegan-certified form of omega-3 DHA in their multivitamin. Yeah, it's microalgae from Saskatoon, Canada, so Uh, this is legit. I'm going to get a little science-y, okay? Threaten me with a good time. I know, right? Here we go. Party! (laughs) Ritual is a clinically-backed multivitamin for women 18 and over with high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable form. So that's just a fancy way of saying it gets you exactly what you need, what you can't get from your diet, 
in a very easy minty fresh capsule. All right, great. Yeah. I also want to let everybody know it's got nine key nutrients and two capsules per day. Their unique beadlet in oil is even patented. I know. Just in case you thought Ritual was messing around, nope. I have news for you. They, they are, are here to. They are here to tell you that they are not messing around. You know. And Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multis that's USP verified. So what that means is that what's on the label is what's in the formula. It's traceable and transparent. You can pronounce everything that's in it. You know what you're putting in your body. That's why that lady started this company. Yeah. Soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. If I have to see another GMO, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. Also, you love that minty, fresh essence in every bottle. It's refreshing. Mentessians. Mentessians. It makes taking your multis very, it's like an enjoyable experience every day. Yeah, it's just a little like, ooh, that feels nice. I oh, okay. Yum. Yum. Fam, start a daily ritual that you can feel good about and help save the fish while you're at it. Remember, we, t- we talked about that at the top. Yeah, microalgae. Yeah. Ritual is offering our listeners 30% off during your first month. Visit ritual.com slash TCO to start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. Ooh, what don't they have? Good question. GMOs. GMOs. Get out of here. At the very least, GMOs. <laughs> So LaJoya moves to California to live with her aunt and uncle, and she meets Jose Turner, who's an aspiring playwright, and things get super serious. They move in together. They have two kids, and they were super devoted to their kids, even though the relationship didn't last. So we learned that they were very committed to co-parenting. Yeah, and it seems like as soon as LaJoya gets out of this relationship, she's also very committed to, like, growing and pursuing her dreams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's got so many things she wants to do. We learned she's got a great job with L.A. County as an auditor. I don't know what they—what do auditors do? They, uh— Make sure all the money's right. Oh. Like being, if you're like audited by the. Oh, she's, IRS. Like, a, she's like a mean auditor lady. <laughs> no, LaJoy's probably like, girl, we gotta figure some stuff out. Right. The only auditors I can ever tell you about are the ones that try to audit Blanche Devereaux. And yes. She, she, I'm sure there are other I mean? types of auditors if you're working for the LA County, but it's just like like an accounting of making sure everything's on the up and up. Okay, I believe. Great. I could be wrong. Yeah. She also had her own boutique. She was selling clothes. She was developing a smartphone like, app. Enough, LaJoy. I get it. You're good at everything. What she wanted to do was definitely be her own boss to spend more time with her kids. She just wanted them to have, like, the best life. She was learning the piano. Two baby. She was also teaching what she learned to her kids. She was learning the piano, and then when she would, like, learn, she was like, okay, I've mastered this, then she would teach her kids the piano. And I've thought of something. You know that meme that's like, you have the same hours in the day as Beyonce, right? Like, I see what you're saying. They used but, to say that about Lynn. I'm like, enough. Right. Uh, yeah, however, like, Beyonce I've has seen a, Lynn show up drunk to a panel or two at BroadwayCon, all right? He's, the guy's not perfect. But what I'm saying is, Beyonce has a team of people. She has, like, $500 million. Yes. Beyonce's not, like, running down to Walgreens. No. You know what I mean? She's never going to have a light bulb that doesn't work. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Great example, like, GP. You know when you're just like, not oh, shit, it. the hallway light I doesn't know. work. No. I got to run down to Walgreens. That's never Beyonce's <laughs> no. life. However, you do have the same number of hours in a day as LaJoy McCoy. Yeah, it's true. So that sort of made me take that meme and go, no, 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 the Beyonce thing, cute. Put it on a mug if, yeah. you, if you want. I understand it. But, like, no, we're talking about people like LaJoya here. I know we've taken a sharp left turn. Do you remember the Oprah Winfrey thing where her and Gail went on the on the road trip and they were by themselves and Oprah did not know how to pump gas? That's a real thing that happened. Okay. Oprah, I'm just saying. That's it. Oprah did not know how to pump <laughs> gas. like Mariah Carey not knowing that people actually have to pay for pay electricity. electricity have you, Tom, can you find that clip of her not knowing what that means? Pay who? Bill who? I know. So, uh, Bill, like a, like a bill. What is that? What do you... Like electricity. Oh, you have to pay for that? Yeah, I don't get it free. 
In America, we get it free. No, you don't. Yes, we do. You, you feel like you do, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, it's it's her time of year. Cut her some slack. I understand. You know what I, I mean? just like, but... You weren't always Mariah Carey. Or is there a level where you get so famous and so successful yeah, yeah. that, like, you, your body, your memory just doesn't know what it's like to not be that way? Totally. I think that's where Who Mariah knows? is. But LaJoya, like, she's, I mean, she's got that full-time job. She's got the two kids. Yeah. She's like, owns and operates a clothing boutique and is designing a smartphone yeah. app. Oh, And I'm like, she is Beyonce. Like, LaJoya yes. is the new Beyonce. And Joshie Manx is here to bring us all down to earth because uh-huh. she's like, he's like, no, Jillian, what's happening is that she is, she's doing great, but she's kind of spreading herself a little thin. Yes, because we learn that, like, the bottom line is LaJoya's got a lot going on, and she's very close with her family. Her her mom and her siblings moved to Vegas, and one day she, like, calls her mom and is like, yes, I know that me and Jose, the ex-boyfriend, have a good co-parenting relationship, but I need help. Yeah. Can you pl- she can you please send one of my sisters here to help me with the kids? She does not ask the sister. She asks the mom to send yeah, one of the sisters. Just send her to me. She's yeah. being summoned. <laughs> exactly. So, the bus that her sister took was an hour late. And yeah. when the bus... This is the next day, by the way. Yeah. When the bus shows up an hour late, LaJoya isn't there. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. So the sister tells the family, like, immediately. And She now- calls Uncle David, because right. Uncle David's a guy that'll drop anything for anybody. So she calls Uncle David at work. He's like, I don't know where she is, but I'm, like, leaving work to come and pick you up. And the first thing I thought of is, where are the kids? I know. If is not there, I know. where are the kids? And Aunt Alicia, who's David's wife, is like... I thought she just lost track of time. And, you know, and we do that. Because, like I said, she was juggling the boutique, the work, and I figured, well, maybe, you know what, she lost track of time. And, like, the reason her sister's there is because she does need help. So maybe she did just lose track of time. Like, this really isn't like her to be, you know, whatever. But she's gone for, like, a couple hours. Uncle David looks at her social media to see if they can get some, like, clue as to maybe where she is. They see, like, a social media post of her and this guy they've never met. Yeah. And the caption said, he made me breakfast and has a rooftop pool. He's a keeper. To which I said, LaJoya, I see you and I feel seen by you. And her uncle's like, is this guy like a record producer? He goes right zero to record producer. Because just like he's ha- kind of has the swanky lifestyle, the yeah. rooftop pool, and she's writing all these lovey things. And they're like, all right, like, but no one in her family, and she's very close with her family, no one knows who this guy is. And they're also saying maybe he's so rich they just like hopped a flight to somewhere and right. she just didn't tell anyone. Like but that's like, all possible. Where are her kids? And yeah. th- this is not the LaJoya. I've known LaJoya for the first 15, 15 minutes. minutes. And like, I know that she wouldn't just like leave. A million percent. So two days go by and there's yeah. no sign of LaJoya. And so now it's Friday, June 15th, 2015. And her mom calls the cops. And they say that like these kinds of calls are kind of typical for the police. And the police have to be like, you know that your adult children don't have to call and check in with you. Yeah, right? but can you listen for two minutes? Can you also listen to the fact that she's a mother and she's yes. disappeared and this is unlike, can you just like feign concern? Can and her you, like- mom, her, her mom's name is Summer. And her mother says like, we learned on the 911 call that recently LaJoya's tires had been slashed and somebody had been stalking her. Right, and she says this on the phone call, so, so like, not, cops, yeah, we can hear you it. care now, please? We also learned that, like, LaJoya hadn't told many people about the stalking. Right. If it were me, I would tell everybody in my life. I know. You know? But is keeping it, like, close to the vest. Yeah, and I, I understand why. Because yeah. I, I think when, when you're in a position like that, you feel crazy. Yes. You feel like, this can't really be happening. And yep. I think to say, like, I have a stalker, I think someone would think, like, well, like, there's a lot of ego involved in that, uh-huh. and it's, it's not oh, that. So I would think that, I, I can understand why a woman would be like, ah, uh, this can't be right. Yep. Like, I'm, I, ugh, I don't want to. And also, if you talk about it now, it's real. Yes. And that's scary. I agree. And so LaJoya's friend Eva is here, and she's saying that, like, Eva was always worried about her. LaJoya had just broken up with Jose when she and Eva became friends. 
it was a, a whole new world. She opened up her boutique. She started going to the beach in bikinis. She had gone to Europe. She was going out dancing at night. Eva says LaJoya loved her new freedom and was starting to date again. And so, like, LaJoya was out enjoying life. Yeah, you know what I mean? We, like, we learned that she kind of had this new lease on life after she broke up with Jose because she opened this boutique. And Eva uses the example that she was, like, wearing bikinis to the beach because yes. he was controlling everything she was wearing. So yep. she, like, quote, wasn't allowed to do any of that fun stuff and, like, express her femininity and sexuality or whatever. So then she, like, took a trip to Europe. She was going out dancing. In short, LaJoya was thriving. She, she was, was thri- She was thriving in her heterosexuality. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was, like, or whatever. <laughs> she her- was dating around. In her LaJoyality, as it were. she was doing whatever. But also, like, Eva is, like, she was gorgeous, and men were always coming up to her, like, giving them her number. I just can't imagine that. As any kind of woman in this world, I feel like men are always shoving their number at you. Is that true? (laughs) Uh, Sometimes. Okay. (laughs) Unless you put out a vibe that you're not interested. I do not want your number. Can we revisit the time that we were at Five Napkin Burger, and a person (laughs) who knew you came up to you from behind and, like, went to give you a kiss on the cheek, and you basically grabbed your knife and almost killed him? Well, he grabbed me and, like, turned me around and tried to kiss me yeah. and I was this like is well, a, this is a gay person but even still that is not allowed oh, no. <laughs> it was a friend of mine and we were like very engaged in conversation and I'm you like and who is turning me around I know and like I saw you eye your knife I thought this <laughs> I man like, was going to be killed look reflexes that's the vibe like that says I don't want your goddamn number yeah I'm fine <laughs> I have plenty of numbers <laughs> in my phone I'm not I'm not here to nope. have more numbers strangers phone I, numbers I my couldn't phone. agree more you know what I'm saying yeah but the point is Eva is saying LaJoya was like sexy and fun and nice and any of these men Eva didn't trust right so we meet Luther and uh he's here with us today yeah Luther was friends with LaJoya for a while and then like they reconnected you know like like a blast from the past kind of person right then they start dating, and LaJoya it was very open about looking for, like, a real long-term partner. That was her goal here. She was looking for, like, you know, marriage, like, you know, uh, a life partner. Turned out that wasn't Luther. They did remain friends. No, 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 no. I very much wanted to be the life partner. She yeah. just did not want that, that of me. Was, yeah. She wanted that of somebody, just not Luther. Yeah, long story short, we stayed friends. Yeah, totally. Right? <laughs> Girl, prize picks is back. Listen, you just said nobody believes you're playing this. I, I played the prize picks. I really have used this, fam. So, prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports DFS platform in North America, and you are on it. Steve and I used it. We didn't know who anybody was. So we just went by hotness. Of course, obviously. You know what I mean? Very rational. But, fam, they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six players your stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I did not win anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should do what I do, which is just pick like what the animal is. Is your team named after an animal? You're on my team. You're a dolphin. Hey, guess what I just learned? What? Basketball season is here. Oh, fantastic. Fam, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. Yeah, so this is a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So for example, uh-huh. LeBron James. I've heard of him. Plus... Travis Kelsey. I do not know who that is. He's probably allegedly maybe dating Taylor Swift. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. Go Taylor's I, boyfriend. I, yeah, go to their shirts. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so for example, LeBron, who you know, Travis, who you know, at a 10.5 combo of three PTs made plus receptions. Come on. What? I know. That's the combo, baby. 
We're comboing today. Want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? Yeah, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. So, fam, go to PrizePicks.com/obsessed and use code Obsessed for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Go to PrizePicks.com/obsessed. Use code Obsessed for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Go Taylor's boyfriend. Yeah, it's Daily Fantasy Sports Mate easy. Easy enough for even me to try. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) So like none of her relationships were really sticking and she was actively looking for the one and it hadn't happened yet. And in addition to all of this, while she's sort of on this journey, LaJoya also is telling her friends that she thinks someone is hacking into her Facebook account and someone is breaking into her house because she'd come home and things would just be like a little bit off, not always where she left them. She just had a feeling. It's not like your gut always knows, right? But then like Eva says like, no, you're just stressed out. Like this was the one thing Eva did that I didn't like. She's talking LaJoya out of feeling like someone's breaking into Mm -hmm. her house. She's like, no, you must be not remembering where you're putting things. Like, Mm -hmm. no, Eva, like, she's got a stalker. Shit is getting serious. Yeah. So now we're back at the cops showing up to see what's going on because, you know, LaJoya's mom called them. Yeah. And the blinds were drawn at LaJoya's house. This makes me crazy. The doors were locked. And my question is, where are the kids? But also the cops say, I mean, I'm sure the kids are with the dad. They should have joint custody or yeah. whatever. But they, the cops say, Patrol officers found LaJoya's apartment locked and secure. Couldn't find anything suspicious anything out of the normal. It looked normal. So everything looked normal at the time. So they went ahead and contacted LaJoya's mother and told her nothing seems peculiar and left it at that. We didn't see anything suspicious, so we just turned around and left. And it's like, no, girl, you didn't see anything at all. Right. It is suspicious if you're doing a welfare check on a person that's not been seen in three days and the door is locked and the shades are drawn. Like, kick the fucking door in. Right. They see it as, oh, it's locked and secure. Yes. Nothing to see here. But meanwhile, her friends are like, no, no, no. Her friends and family just keep calling the cops to keep looking into this. And we hear a lot of it. Yeah. And then, after all of this, the cops go back for a second time. One, They talk to the neighbors. The neighbors haven't seen anything. Once again, the cops decide there's nothing to see here, nothing out of the ordinary, and they just leave. Nobody has seen this woman in days and days and right, days. in days. So they finally call the ex, Jose, and he's like, yeah, I saw her uh, last weekend when I dropped the kids off, and then a few days later, I picked the kids up as usual. Like, there's really nothing out of the ordinary. So they've made contact with the ex, this guy, Jose. Right. And so the cops are like, Okay. So they call her cell phone provider and they confirm that her phone has been active. So they tell the family to hold off on filing a missing persons report because her phone is active. And And I'm like, what? The mom, I mean, at least the way Dateline says it is like the mom decides to wait a few days and it could just be what I do for a living. But I'm like, the the fact that your phone is active near your home and no one can track you down and your doors are locked in your shade, that makes me more suspicious, not less. Right. And no one wants to believe this. Yes. You know, like, I think it's it's an instinct to say, like, no, 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 I don't want this to be the worst possible scenario. Because then Eva says... She told me that she wanted to, you know, just escape. She found a place, like a retreat in Arizona... No cell phones, whatever, meditation and whatnot. I told I think it's a great idea. I think it's going to help you gather your thoughts. And Eva was like, do you know what? That might be the best idea I've ever heard. You should totally do this. No one needs a nice little reset and being off the grid more than you. I get it. But like, we need to normalize it, making it not normal for you to not let people know when you're going to Arizona for three days to go off the grid. I know. You know what I mean? Like, that should never be, a th- I don't know. I want everyone to follow their gut a little bit more. And like, I, the, everyone's doing the best they can. They're calling the cops. The cops are telling them to 
calm down. Like, there's nothing to see here. I guess everyone's just, like, listening to everybody else. But, like, somebody kick in that door is all I'm saying. And eventually, Eva and their other friend, Bernadette, they are realizing exactly that. The more they talk, they're like, no, something is wrong. Like, she she definitely wouldn't have done this. Because Bernadette is here, and this is important to say, like, earlier in the week, Bernadette and LaJoya had gone to a happy hour. And LaJoya had talked to her about, like, they, she was going to close the boutique due to, like, financial constraints. And this big win of having this boutique was now going to go away. Yeah. So, like, everyone is kind of saying, also, LaJoya is the kind of person who, like, when she's got shit going on, she can kind of isolate mm-hmm. and sort of go off the grid. Which I guess is fine, but like no one has seen her in days. She hasn't been texting. She hasn't been calling anybody, but we know her phone is in service and like around. Right. There's just a lot of red flags. And I, and I know we always say we have all the information because we're watching the documentary. Sure. It seems like everyone in the story has a piece of the story and they, they're not all connecting right. the dot. But like to me, there's a lot of red flags here. Yeah. So LaJoya's brother calls that guy Luther, the friend who like wanted to be more than friends. And LaJoya's like, I definitely want a long term boyfriend, just not you. Yeah. But like, hey, let's be friends. But, <laughs> totally be friends. God, I lived that life. That was that was my life until I met Steve. When, I, when anybody likes to be my long-term partner, thank you. That's a hard pass. Yeah. I mean, we can be, but in like a super friendly <laughs> totally. way. I got lots of those. Thank you. <laughs> but Luther is now nervous and Luther goes by the house. He goes by LaJoya's apartment basically to see if her car is there. He sees that her car isn't there, but then does nothing about it, mm. which I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, or did he, like, call someone? No, they, they, he didn't. They, they didn't. pointedly say, like, he goes to look for the car, doesn't see the car. Then he's like, oh, that's weird, and then goes back to his day. All right, well, a mother's intuition is never wrong. Yeah. Because a week goes by, and LaJoy's mom is like, okay, I've had it. So she calls the cops, and finally, this time, they just break their way into the apartment. I went in through the window. I yelled who I was, yelled for LaJoya. No answer. Nobody was inside. Then they looked in the main bedroom, where it didn't look normal at all. I noticed that there's blood stains on the carpet. I then noticed blood stains on the mattress and blood spatter on the wall. Everything looks fine until it doesn't. Yeah. And they go into LaJoy's bedroom and it's really like a harrowing scene. There's blood everywhere. There's blood on the bed, on the carpet, on the mattress. The bedding is gone. Yeah, LaJoy- that is like the biggest red flag. Yeah, LaJoy is gone. And I'm like, somebody better run to Jose's house and check on those kids now. I know. Now. And Joshy cuts right to the chase. And he says to Chad, the cop, you've been doing this a long time. Like, what are the odds this missing person is still alive? And Chad is like, well, we'd like to think they are. But Chad is saying like, like the missing bedding is obvious that they the person used the bedding to transport the person, whether right. they were unconscious or dead. Right. But definitely, like, things are not looking good. Yeah, and the kids' room was a total mess. Like, yeah. drawers taken out, clothes on the floor. Also, LaJoya's car is gone, her purse is gone, and her phone, the, all those things are missing. They say that it looks staged, that, like, the kids' room being a mess. Yeah, but it also smells like bleach. Right. So, come on, everyone. I'm like, okay, so they staged it to look like a robbery, but where is she? Right. If that's the the theory, right, then, like, where is she? But we have some camera footage, everybody. So they learned that the neighbor across the street had been dealing with some, like, petty theft problems. So they put up a motion camera, and I'm like, so a person just kept coming back to steal shit? I have questions about what's happening. (laughs) Maybe they're a person who orders a lot of stuff on Amazon. You know what I mean? Oh, maybe. And, like, they're, they, like the, the, the thievery of the Amazon packages, that's like a real epidemic. Also, everyone be careful because now that it's the holiday season and everyone's buying presents, like there's always these stories about people's presents being stolen off their front doors. Like everyone just be careful. You're so offended by 
buy it. It's Christmas. People want to give gifts to people that they love. People really thought about a gift that they want to give someone. That'll make them happy. Yes. And now it's stolen. How about and you don't care about the thing you stole. That was for Patrick. There that are, was for Mike. I love the TikToks of the people who like make the glitter bombs and then they stage them as fake Amazon boxes. Uh-huh. And people steal them thinking they're presents and then it blows up in their car. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not only glitter bombs, it's like also fart spray. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know what, thief? You had a coming. Yeah, and I do have to say, the glitter sticks around longer than the fart smell. Like, yes, that's true. That glitter isn't going anywhere. Absolutely not. But the cops are very excited because they say that the camera is pointed right at LaJoya's door. Yeah. Brown watched that video for hours. I keep playing it over and over, hoping to see her being carried out of that apartment. That's what he wanted to see, but it wasn't there. Her door is too far away uh, for the motion to activate the camera. The door is too far away, and it like somebody coming in or out of her apartment w- wouldn't have triggered the motion sensor. Right. So at one point, the cops like, I just needed a cat to walk by. Yeah. I just needed someone to walk by, and that didn't happen. So even though, I mean, it's so wild. There's a camera pointed right at the I door know. where this woman is missing, I know. but there's nothing. Yeah. So the cops put out a bulletin for her car, right? It's a silver yeah. Camry. And a few hours later, a cop finds it. Like, it's pretty close to her apartment. Yeah, it's a few blocks away. They say a parking ticket had been wedged in the door. Like, it's been there a while. Yeah. And they the windows are tinted, but they look inside, and they see LaJoya's body on the passenger side under a blanket right. with a ligature mark around her neck. Right. So whoever killed her put her in the car in the passenger seat. And, like, drove her to this location so close to her. Yeah. And, like, whoever put that ticket on the window? I know. I mean, it's a t- tinted window. I guess. You know, like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. looking that thoroughly, I guess. I guess. You're just trying to get your quota. Yeah. Ooh. For your ticket. God, <laughs> like, it's so Isn't awful. there a quota? Isn't that, like, a ticket quota? I would have. I guess so. in New York? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> um, you knows? okay? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I remember hearing, like, growing up, like, oh, yeah, I got to meet your quota. Yeah. Like, we got to put another quarter in the meter right. before we get, like, a ticket or whatever. Quarter in the meter. You know. Welcome uh, to the 60s. Yeah, like back in those uh, uh, days, uh, uh. it was a quarter. <laughs> Girl, Rocket Money is back. You know Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and can- I love this so much and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. I'm t- I told you I started this a couple months back. Right. I found subscriptions worth $88 <laughs> that I had been just been paying without knowing it. Yeah, or sometimes you sign up for a subscription with one email yes. and then you forget about it oh and then you do God. it again. So you, you're paying twice for the same thing. Rocket Money's going to find that out for you too. They're not only going to find them for you, fam. They're going to let you easily cancel the ones that you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold lines or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does it all for you. Yeah. I canceled them all. I have with like the tap of a button. Yes. I have subscription fatigue. Oh, you can't just like, ex- everything has to be a subscription. And it's easy to forget how many you have. It's like a password for everything. Subscriptions for everything. And sometimes you don't need the thing or they make it difficult to get out of that free trial. They count on it. Also, fam, Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you got to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Yeah. They have over 5 million users and counting and they've helped save its customers an average of, are you ready for this? Yep. Seven hundred and twenty dollars a year yeah. and one billion in total savings so far. If you're thinking, I don't know, that's not me. I'm sorry to tell you this, but yeah. over 80% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. Of so there's course. a good chance that's you. 
fam, stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash obsessed. That's rocketmoney.com slash obsessed. Rocketmoney.com slash obsessed. This is a thing I really use. I know. 88 bucks a month. 88 bucks. Can you imagine? 88 cents from me, Rose. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You're so <laughs> The news spreads quickly that her body's been found, and pretty quickly there's a candlelight vigil outside her apartment. Her sister Brianna is, like, sobbing, saying she just felt like her world ended. Her aunt and her uncle are in disbelief, but also, like, Aunt Alicia's all of us, because she's like— She's a mother. She's a sister. She's a daughter. Who would want to do this to her? I—I just couldn't understand it. Who would kill this woman like this? Interesting. Uh, Let's talk about Jose, the ex. So they had a bad breakup. And what everyone is really telling us is that that Jose hated that LaJoya was moving on, hated that she was successful. Like he would do things just to spite her. So he would like just pick the kids up somewhere and not tell her. So then she'd like go to pick the kids up at school and they'd be gone. And that is so terrifying. Like that's cruel. It's very cruel to be using the kids as the pawn to make the other, like to make the other person terrified. It's just fucking crazy. He's doing what all abusers and manipulators do. Like he's trying to get her mad to get her attention. Yes. And she's not engaging. And so like he wasn't getting success as a player right but she was so he had to ruin her success like this happens all the time i love bernadette being like he was jealous she was going places he was an aspiring actor who wasn't getting many offers no (laughs) not a lot of offers so here's another thing though the day after Lajoya went missing like didn't meet her sister at the bus after it was an hour late jose showed up to her aunt and uncle's house with the kids right just to like hang out yeah he didn't ask about Lajoya. he was just like and this is the like the stay stupid of it all. Like he's expressing no concern over where she is or right. what what had happened to her. And like Uncle David is like, you didn't want to ask right. what what's going on. And with no Lejo- phone call before you drop by. I I mean Dude. I know I know how that offends you. He probably like, came empty handed too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> not a not a plate of cookies or a flower in sight. Like one rainbow cookie, like a single rainbow cookie. It is also rainbow cookie season. You know what? It's always rainbow cookie <laughs> season. <laughs> Just ask Daisy. She'll tell you. Like, they're so good. I know. So they're like, okay, interesting. So when the cops try to talk to Jose for a second time. Mr. Turner said, I'm going to stop answering any questions and you can talk to my lawyer. That's got to make everybody sit up a little taller in the saddle. That's a red flag for us. Yes. Oh, that's a major red flag. Look, yeah. look, look, look. I know. I get it. Yeah. I understand. This guy did it, obviously. Yeah. Like, we're not, we're all, <laughs> right. you don't have to be Columbo to put two and two together. Yeah. But I will take every opportunity to say it. Like, always get a lawyer. So don't, like, this is what I, I think when Dateline becomes irresponsible or 2020. Yeah. When they don't just say, like, no, no, no. It's a red flag that he did maybe because, but it's, like, not a red flag to call a lawyer. Right. It's never a red flag to call a lawyer. You're saying that because we have all the information now and we know that we all hate Jose. Especially when you are, like, the ex. You know what right. I mean? Like, of course you're going to be the first person everyone's going to look but at. But Dateline, don't associate calling a lawyer with a red flag. I that, know. We're not doing that anymore. Stop it. And in in a way, because it's always the cops that are like, I don't know, he called a lawyer and we couldn't trust him. I feel like that. (laughs) But that's like the message the cops are trying to get out there. That if you call a lawyer, you're going to be untrustworthy to me. So if this ever happens to you, don't. I know. Oh, you have, you always have every right to ask for a lawyer and keep your mouth shut. Don't ask for a lawyer and keep talking. You shut up. You shut up. Shut your mouth. Although if you ask for a lawyer and keep talking, they can't use any of that shit against you. So maybe that's the better plan. I no, I would advise. Okay. Just, I'm not a lawyer by any stretch. I am. I would. But to I follow school. a couple on TikTok, and I've learned. <laughs> just keep your mouth shut. Just shut up. 
<laughs> Say one word, have that word be lawyer. Yes. And then be quiet. And then <laughs> sit <Just> quietly. <laughs> I'm sorry to be like aggressive about it, but you'll thank me later. It's true. But also, if unless you're like, you did it. So and then, then fuck you. Stupid. Right. And then fuck you. So, yeah. So there's this woman, Tammy Devine. And she knows both Jose and LaJoya. I just wanted to say, like, at this point in the episode, I wasn't convinced that Jose had done it because okay. there's other people around. That's true. And, I, and they're like, you know, even the cops were like, we weren't just, like, zeroing in just on Jose. Like, everyone at this point is a suspect. Right. So which I said, if this guy didn't do it, we just talked a lot of shit about it. Bernadette yeah. unleashed about what a shitty actor he is. I, I was kind of like, if this guy didn't do it, Bernadette owes him an apology. It was Bernadette being, like, her saying that. I'm like, oh, okay, Jose did it. <laughs> Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone else was like, you know, Luther wanted to be friends. Like, right. okay, like, whatever. But I'm also like, when we see Luther next, his background is blurry. And I was like, Luther, are you coming to us from prison? I can't right. tell. So the tips start coming in because this is all over the news and everyone is seeing it. One of the tips is from a local chiropractor who had seen a news report who said he'd met LaJoya and a friend at a restaurant the week prior. Remember I said that Bernadette and LaJoya had been out to happy hour? Yes. This is the happy hour. Right. Detectives reviewed the restaurant's security cameras and there was the chiropractor. LaJoya and her friend leave a couple of minutes later. Doesn't look like anybody's following her. And she doesn't look like she's having trouble with anybody on her way out of the restaurant or way to the car. Correct. So whatever happened doesn't happen there. Correct. This chiropractor is going to be one of the last people to see her alive. Right. And they say that, like, that definitely makes him a suspect for a minute. But then LaJoya and Bernadette are seen leaving the restaurant. No one's following them. They don't have any trouble in the parking lot. So it seems like this guy is just a concerned citizen. Yes. But it was rare these days. Very rare. And it's also, this always spooks me when you see the surveillance video of the person who's about to be, like, murdered. And they have no idea. They're just like, she just, like, had a nice time, a couple Cosmos with her friend. Oh, my God. Just sort of venting about stuff and just talking about her life yeah. and it's like and you see her walking out and you're like oh my like it's, I know. oh my god I know so yeah next the police get her journals yeah and so they're reading about her relationships past present future and she was really excited about the guy she posted about on Instagram the yeah. breakfast rooftop guy A rooftop pool you can, in LA you can't beat it yeah so Let's talk about Luther Walls again, because they used to date, now they're just friends. And yeah. Joshie's like, usually when guys say that, it means that like she just wanted to be friends. And, I mean, the, and the cop's like, yeah, that's exactly what we thought, too. Exactly. And so she was texting him the night she went missing, and this person was the last person to speak to her. Yes. So they're like, let's talk to Luther. Because he also owned a boutique. Yep. And like maybe they had that in common. So the cops go to question and him. And especially like, if he wanted more out of the relationship than, than she did, like they have to look at him. Right. He was also the one that like drove by the apartment and looking for the car, didn't see it, but then didn't tell him anybody that he hadn't seen it. And Chad's like, Josh, I gotta say, I got good vibes from the guy. I know. I liked him. Yeah. Green Chad's flags like, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> right? It's like, I just don't think he was lying. Luther had kept the texts he'd received from LaJoya, and he shared them with Detective Brown. You get a good vibe off Luther. I did. You know, doing this job for a long time, you can tell generally uh, when someone's lying. And he didn't seem to be lying. Not at all. His phone proves that he wasn't at the scene. And, and more importantly, he's able to give the cops some sort of, like, context as to what LaJoya was going through yeah. in the days before her murder. So, like, he's saying that, like, he'd also heard the stories about her being stalked in the days before she vanished. And he knew it was Jose Turner, the ex. Because she said to him, if something happens to me, Jose did it. And, like, he was very, she told Luther he was very controlling, very abusive. She tells Luther she thought that Jose had had a locksmith make a key to her apartment Mm -hmm. when she wasn't there. That's why, like, she thought she was being broken into when she wasn't home. Aren't there codes of ethics with locksmiths? Don't you have to prove that you fucking live there? But maybe, he because they did live together, so he probably could prove it. 
God, that is you know? so scary. I know. The detective says, you know, it seems to them now that she knew she was in trouble, but she just started telling people too late. Yeah. Like, remember, she was kind of not telling a lot of people about this for whatever reason. And, like, she's in imminent danger and just doesn't know it. Yeah. And right on cue, this train is never late, Jose yeah. inserts himself into the story. He calls the cops. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I want to, uh, I need to get into LaJoya's apartment because I need to get stuff for the kids. And the cops are like, oh, yeah, absolutely. One thing first, uh, we need to ask you about LaJoya first, and then we'll let you in. And remember, he was one who lawyered up. So, like, he wants, like, do you think he's just trying to insert himself into the story, or do you think he actually wants the games and clothes for the kids? Well, because the thing is, I guess now that it's a crime scene, he can't just, like, let himself, I'm, sh- I'm sure the lawyer was like, sweetheart, you do- can't just like right saunter into her yeah. apartment. So yeah, I mean, I guess I'm sure he didn't come prepared uh-huh. for the kids. I'm sure he doesn't know what they need. You know what I mean? Like 100%. I'm sure he just yeah. needed to get like assuming that LaJoy, I don't, I don't know. I, right. Because this is a really dumb idea, which I love Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this stupid. point. But yeah, I can't like, I can't really make sense of it. No. And so the, the detective Chad is like, great. How about I meet you at the apartment at 1.30? And Joshy Manks thinks this is a really good idea. And Chad's like, I know, I know. I did that on purpose, that location, uh, so that he would be uncomfortable And so they met at the scene of the crime. So when you meet him there, how does he seem? Like a suspect. I wanted to take him to like the scene of the crime. Right. So he would be uncomfortable. And Jose doesn't want to do it at first, but eventually they convince him to do it. Which is kind of wild. It's like, why would you, I don't understand. Like, why would you agree to this if you've lawyered up and you've refused to answer any more questions, but now you're suddenly meeting with the cops without your attorney. Do you want to get caught? And like, is this a good attorney? I mean, the numbers don't lie. They can't all be great. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's gotta be a bad one every once in a while. Easily have found this guy at Patrick Hines and Associates. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where, yeah, you know what? Go, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to get the games in the clothes. Go, 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 go. It's, yeah, like, yeah, it's fine. No, it's totally fine. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because he gets to the house, which is the scene of the this horrible murder, and they immediately present him with a search warrant for his DNA. And the cops are like, and another thing, Jose, now that we're here, why aren't you asking about the investigation? Like, this feels very routine for you. Like, yeah. we're just unlocking the door so you can get stuff for the kids. Like, don't you care? And Jose's like, and he, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. He said, uh, how's no, the investigation? No, you bring it up I do yeah he's like well do you have a suspect and I said uh, yes and he said who and I said you and Jose goes who, who? and the cops go you, you. Chad loved that I know. Chad tells that every <laughs> Thanksgiving oh is Chad telling that you story is he telling again? the you yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah wouldn't be Christmas without Chad telling the you the story the you story you know? oh is he in there he's telling that you story again <laughs> Oh, God. So they sent Jose's DNA off for testing, and everyone just waits and mourns. And, of course, Jose shows up to the fucking funeral. The family is just like, you know, everyone knows this guy did it. and It's just like a ticking clock. I know. And if you're Jose, wouldn't you be scared to death now that you've given your DNA? Like, you know it's just a matter of time. Right. But I think... And again, I've never been in this situation, yeah. thank God. But I think you just... You have to be panicking. Yes. He, so I think he's not thinking rationally. He's not like, oh, cooler heads will prevent. Let me take a breath. He has a shitty lawyer, clearly. Yep. Or he's just not listening to the lawyer. Yep. And I think he's trying to say, like, well, it, it'll be good optics if I go to the funeral. Like, I don't think he's really thinking about it. Can anything. you imagine not going to? Right. It's, you know, like the, it's like the least bad option at this point, I so guess. So I, I just can't imagine you're thinking with a clear head. No. After you've done this horrible, horrible thing. 
And I mean, also, like, it doesn't seem like he knew what he was doing when he did the crime. So, no. like, like his DNA must be everywhere. Like, he must just know it's just a matter of time. And then I'm like, are you looking at your kids? Are you thinking about your kids? The people who kill this their spouse, who are the parent of their kid, and then aren't even thinking about orphaning the children every single time. It's so selfish. It's I, like, so It's selfish. so many things, but it really is like you're just not thinking about anything yeah. else. So now we're jumping to Pasadena, California, April 2013. It's 2 a.m. This is, like, the moment from the beginning of the episode. Right, the woman frantically running around and knocking on doors. Uncle David and Aunt Alicia, they say they're jolted awake. Someone is pounding on the front door, screaming Uncle David. He gets to the door. It's LaJoya, half naked and sobbing. On their doorstep. And Uncle David says right away he knew this had to do with Jose Turner. And, And he tells us, like, this woman was so scared. I've never in my life seen her that way. And for her to come the way she did, I mean, I have a wall that's probably three feet tall in front of that apartment building. And then it has the cast iron rods with points on the tip. She jumped over that to get to my place to get away from him. She was desperate for safety. It's the, it's like, it's so fucking sad. And she tells them, I got in this horrible fight with Jose. He flipped out about something minuscule, I'm sure. But he got violent with her. He choked her. She hit him. Yeah. She gets away. She runs. She hops the fence. And she like never looked back. Yeah. So after we learn about the story, then we cut to the present and we learn, guess what? The DNA comes back and the DNA under LaJoya's fingernails is a match for that piece of shit, Jose. They say it's close enough of a match to make an arrest. I was like, Dayline, give me a little more, girl. Yeah. What do you mean it's close? What does mm. close enough mean? Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's either you or there's like a one billion percent chance right. it's not. Or it's you just, know what I mean? This like, was one of those where it seemed like normally it's a one in one billion chance that it's not you. This felt more like one in 100,000. Like, yeah. It definitely felt a little bit less sure than it's definitely him. Yeah. I'm not really in the business of giving Jose the benefit of the doubt. I which I know makes me a total hypocrite where yeah. I'm like, I, like half the time I'm just like, justice. Like, yeah. ask for a lawyer. DNA is important. And then I'm like, no, fuck you, Jose. No, fuck you, Jose. That's, like, you're like the enough. guy. Because we learned about Adrian. Yeah. Who is Jose's ex-girlfriend. And she comes forward and confirms that he's a fucking monster. She came forward when she learned Jose had been arrested. Detective Brown recorded her interview. He beat me so bad, I ran out the house naked. You see, he kept me naked. I had to stay naked. That way he don't go out the house. For Adrian, LaJoya's story was like a bad memory. Basically, everything that had happened to LaJoya had happened to her. And this is where we learned that he would, like, keep her naked in the house as a way for her to not leave. And we hear a recording of it. He just said, she says, like, when we were in public, he was sweet and mannered. Everyone loved him. When we get home, he'd be a monster. She's crying. She's terrified now, all these years later, telling the story. Yeah, and he would keep the women naked Like, so that when he would beat them, they couldn't run outside. But exactly what LaJoya did, Adrian did, because she ran out of the house naked to save herself. Yeah. So, holy shit. Girl, Dipsy is back. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Picture it. You're hanging out in your favorite spot, headphones Mm -hmm. on, and the world around you fades away. Oh, yeah. While listening to Dipsy stories, you're immersed in a vivid world where every touch, every breath, every stolen glance is filled with breathtaking intensity. I'll have what she's having, right? (laughs) Tell them what Dipsy is. So Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. And they also have, like, sleep stories and wellness sessions and sexy stories you can read. 
Yes. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. You discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacations links, and hot and heavy hookups. Yeah. And no one is selling them to you sounds like me. I make that promise every time. It's very, very true. It, they don't sound like me. But like <laughs> the immersive soundscapes that like just use with caution, uh, like yeah. be away because you get lost <laughs> in these stories. So just make sure, oh you know, like don't operate heavy machinery, yeah. like yeah. light kind of machinery. What if you know what I mean. And uh, they're also a radically inclusive fam. Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners and 56% of the stories are voiced by people of color. Yeah, and they always have new content. They release new stuff every week so you can have like your personal favorite, like your yeah. little comfort story mm -hmm. or whatever and you can, you know, discover new things. Who knows? I love meeting people in the wild who love Dipsy. Like People will tell me that to my face. There's like a, a knowing look when you run oh, across oh, a, you like a the fellow dipsy -er, Yeah, a dipsy -er. you know? Fam, for listeners of TCO, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash TCO. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash TCO. Dipsystories.com slash TCO. Go yeah. get your sexy story time on. Have fun, everybody. No one sounds like me. Uh, no. I, pro no, no. I promise. Unless you're into that, and then guess what? There's a podcast. Totally. <laughs> So it's 2017 and he goes to trial. Yep. And there in evidence is a note written by, it's like handwritten document written by LaJoya. And it's blood soaked because they like, found it in her car. Documenting Jose's stalking. Like yeah. she really was doing everything quote unquote right that yeah. you do when your gut is screaming at you that you're unsafe. So, and she was telling people she was scared. Like she had, you know, there's evidence of stalking. Adrian, the ex-girlfriend comes forward. The DNA under the fingernails. Everything missing from her place was found in Jose's car. Because remember she was like, there's stuff missing in my house. I think someone's in there stealing yeah. my shit. It was all on Jose's person. There's also this green notebook in Jose's handwriting. It says, I'll have great pleasure tearing her apart. And Jose's like, um, excuse me, I'm a playwright. That's, like, a, that's a work of fiction. It's oh just my, my God. Like, fuck off. Fuck off, Jose. Like, whatever, dude. And it goes to the jury. After just eight hours of deliberation, they found Jose Turner guilty of first degree murder. His sentence? 26 years to life. Guilty of first degree murder. He gets 26 to life. I had two hours in my <laughs> <laughs> you, Wishful you know, thinking. If you had been on that jury, that's all I would have taken. You would have, you would have fucking nailed this guy. Henry Fonda over here. That's a 12 angry man <laughs> reference, everyone. Sometimes we forget that you're a 69-year-old gay man. Yeah. But then you remind us and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> You know? I'm like, did you guys see the Eras Tour movie and Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> but we learned in the end that LaJoya's aunt and uncle adopt the kids. And we learned, like, Hosea told the kids that their mom had just abandoned them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, David and Alicia have to sort of slowly tell the kids the truth about, right. like, what happened to their parents. And it also ends with, like, pro like a, a prosecutor talking about, like, why people who are abused don't press charges. Yes. Like, when he choked her or yes. when she ran out of the house. And, like, because that's the time she's most likely to get killed by right. him like obviously like we go through this a lot but I, I did like that Dateline made sure that we sort of end with that because yeah. like people might be thinking who if and I'm not making a joke like if this is their first episode of Dateline yeah and don't know that that's this is the most dangerous time for a woman to actually press charges like that's the last thing she wants to do because yeah. she's so terrified so I was I was like oh okay good job Dateline thanks Nail for nailing one thing Dateline thank yeah. you so much but then I'm, I was like oh let's just fucking burn it all down because right. everything's terrifying right. <laughs> so I just it was a roller coaster way to end on a low note GP I know, thank you sorry. so much <laughs> Oh my goodness, girl. We did. What's it called? This is Dead of Night on Dateline. I but keep, it's, the, it's the story of 
LaJoya McCoy. I want to keep saying In the Heat of the Night, which apparently is a movie that you love. It's in, it's, they call me Mr. Tibbs. It's so good. <laughs> um, If you had to get to the movie theater to see it, but we didn't live in a time of Uber, what would you say when the car arrives? <laughs> The jalapenos here, probably because I'm an old person. No, uh, Kevzi. 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 Fam, join us over there on the Patreon. We got over 400 full ad-free bonus episodes for you to download a binge right this second. Yeah. We are right right now wrapping up Never Let Him Go about Mm -hmm. the murder of Scott Johnson in Australia, a gay man that took 30 years to figure out what happened. Yeah, and we're about to start Manifesto of a Serial Killer. Yeah, what is that about? It is like an actual, it's about a little, it's not the same thing, but it's a sister of a victim who's just like trying to get to the bottom of what happened to her brother, but in doing so finds an actual manifesto of a serial killer. Oh my God. And like a bunker and all of this horrible. Is it like a known serial killer that we've like heard of? It's Charles Ng and Richard Lake. Those okay. are the two the two evil people at the front of this. Wow. Yeah. You want to know what we're doing next? Oh yeah, what are we doing next? We're doing Catching the Craigslist Killer on Hulu. Oh my goodness. Fuck everybody, honestly. Like, Where was I just reading about? They were mentioning the Craigslist Killer in, in an episode that we did recently. I think there are several, oh. which again, burn it all down. Oh God. Uh, yeah, he's. I don't think he's the only person to use Craigslist to do evil When things. I was in college in Boston, there was a Craigslist killer, I remember. It was, yeah, it was awful. Can we burn it all down yet? I need, like, I we need to turn it off and turn it back on. We I know. need a just, nice reset. Just blow into it like a Nintendo. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Exactly. Was it just me or did everybody do that? Everyone did that. Okay. Did it make any difference? Uh... No, I did okay. it like with my AirPods today because they weren't working. <laughs> it's always like just blow into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we love you, fam, we, and we will see you soon. Yeah, we love you. See you later. All right, bye. Bye. One murder and three robberies in seven days, and the main suspect was the last person you'd ever consider. Nobody recognized this young man as a potential killer. Who would have thought? Nobody thought, and that's why it's fascinating. Police said it was all done by a medical student named Philip Markov. There are really two Philip Markovs. The image he presented to the world was that of a successful medical student about to get married. I mean, he had everything that you would think he would want. How does a seemingly bright, young medical student turn from that into the monster that became known as the Craigslist killer will be a mystery, I think, to all of us. Now, for the first time on television, the men who tracked down the Craigslist killer tell the whole story. One of his victims opens up about her experience. And former friends and experts in criminal behavior try to answer the question, who was the real Philip Markov? Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! No. Uh. What? That cop, Chad, climbs it through the window. Kicks in the window. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm like, you should have done like, this a week ago. Yeah, you should have done this a week ago. I was also like imagining the scene of him climbing in through the window and how ridiculous that must have looked. Know. You know what I mean? Girl, Wild Grain is a sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got 
got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I, we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for weeks. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little, hum-. like a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh, I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO or you can use promo code TCO at checkout.